There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. I'm Jahan Jones. It's your girl, Taryn Finley. And it's your boy, Shaquille Ron Blake. So, y'all. Megan Thee Stallion ain't the only one with some good news, body, yaddy, 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 all that. Hey. <laughs> That's an anthem. That's an anthem. Already. We have some good news, too. 2021 is on its way. Ooh, and Cheryl, is that good news? <laughs> <laughs> or is that part two? <laughs> we you know, a lot of my favorite, like, spiritual forecasters are saying to beware. It might be even crazier than 2020, but I have some good, I have some faith. I have some faith. I'm very much in the holiday spirit. How y'all feel? How y'all feel? Y'all excited? Y'all nervous? Where y'all at? You know, I'm not really in the holiday spirit. Um, This is going to be my first Christmas away from my family. So I'm like trying to get in the headspace of that, you know, trying to like pre-plan. I don't know. How you feeling, Jahan? Yeah, I I mean, I love the the holiday season. I'm, a, I'm Christmased out this time of year usually anyways i'm also not going to be able to visit my family this year and i usually you know i'm able to get back home but i'm still in the christmas feeling the christmas vibe i'm you know wandering the streets a little bit and seeing I'm the lights going up i'm feeling sagittarius season more <laughs> oh, than um oh, holiday here y'all go here y'all go we're in the six month of a tourist season as far as i'm concerned oh god so mm-hmm. stay away stay have away. y'all already done y'all shopping like are y'all are y'all pl- buying gifts this year or what i don't think i'm buying anybody shit to be honest honestly <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you he wasn't pretending okay he wasn't gonna lie it's still a- economic downturn out here. That And that's exactly what I got to be prepared for. I got to be prepared financially for anything. And that's what mm. 2020 has taught me. Conserve the coin. I already lived it up on my birthday. Mm. So Christmas, if you if I love you, you might get $50 in an envelope and a kiss. That's it. Oh, that's on generous, the honestly. Ooh, you throwing kisses in there. <laughs> that's that's generous. I'm already, yeah. I've already let my loved ones know, like, this ain't the year, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love y'all, but I got to save my coin. I got to make sure that whatever happens that I'm prepared for. And they're very understanding. I think they're understanding. But that don't mean I ain't buying stuff for myself, okay? I, I had a little, I'm not going to lie, this Black Friday, like, I, I kind of had a little, like, black business haul. Okay. What'd you, what'd you, you know, get? What'd you pick up? Okay, so I got a few things. So I got a Brandon Blackwood bag. I got a ring from Brownie Points. It's so cute. It says, take up space. Oh, a lit Brooklyn up. candle. And this new, like, um, I guess they're a leisure, like a, a streetwear, leisure wear. It's called Dad No Kids. I got some joggers and a shirt from them. So, you know, I, I dibbled and dabbled and supported some black businesses. Got you. Got you. Yeah, tis the season, you know. I mean, in the theme of of buying black, I know we'll get into it later with our guests, but um, I should have been doing my best to try to 
to frequent some of the, you know, the black businesses up in Harlem. You know, you can walk outside and see pe black people selling umbrellas and oil and, mm -hmm. and, and flags and all sort of things like that. And so people who I, I imagine have been kind of deprived of business as COVID has, you know, struck the rest of Harlem. I've been trying to frequent their businesses as well, do, do my part in, in keeping them alive. Yeah, me, I'm a big fan of like keeping my skin together. I like my skin to shine. So my girl, Doso Beauty, she had 20% off. I love that all the black businesses was doing sales, dramatic sales too. So I got some shea mm -hmm. butter, some lip scrub, some dead Ooh. oil, trying okay. to get this to, you know, grow and okay. voluminous. Yeah. And I know y'all can't see Shaquille, but he's absolutely glowing right now. So yeah. like, that was, that was a good purchase. That was a good purchase. Yeah. And I also want to get my spirit right. So I just bought some fixed candles for my girl, Jessica from House of Hoodoo to mm. make sure I go into the next year spiritually intact because God knows how 2021 is going to shake or snatch the rest of my wig off. So I got to be prepared for that mentally, Ooh. spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Mm. You got to look good. You exactly. got to look good. And shout out to all the people who like at this time have decided to get more entrepreneurial with it. I think it's encouraged mm -hmm. like the shifting economy, the economic downturn has encouraged some other people to pursue their entrepreneurial interests, you know, to open businesses that they'd long been putting off. I think we've seen like an explosion of, 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 hair care products and like you said skin care products and clothing mm -hmm. lines and all sorts of different services that have been people have kind of been putting off for years it seems yeah i think that's really dope um this past uh, well not this past we're still going through this pandemic but um in march um there um was this family business this family black owned uh grocery store that um opened up in my neighborhood mm. in Bed-Stuy mm. is called yes. Better Buy Foods. And okay. I think, you know, speaking to what you're talking about, Jahan, there are so many black businesses that have popped up that have, you know, really shown like this is essential and, and mm -hmm. we need this in our in our communities, you know, mm -hmm. uh, especially things like, you know, the everyday, the grocery stores, the, you know, laundromats, et cetera. So, you know, black owned business that is not, you know, just for candles and, and T-shirts and stuff. Y'all, you know, people are really out here like offering essential business. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that it comes down to understanding that black people, we deserve nice things. We are worth nice things. We we are valued. We are great. And I think sometimes when we go to other businesses, we don't get that same care or that same attention to detail that we need when we are spending our money and spending our coin. Yeah. One thing that I think was um, really dope recently, Pharrell just launched a Black Ambition nonprofit um, to bridge the gaps for Black and Latinx entrepreneurs. And I know, you know, especially this year, so many people have been trying to reach out and, and help these um, uh, Black entrepreneurs. And I just think that especially this year, of course, capitalism ain't going to save us. Like, let's be real. No. But it makes a world of difference in putting support and putting a few dollars in a black owned business. It can mean a lot, not only to the owner, but especially, especially if you shopping with the right owner, it can come back and, and mean so much to you and your community, you know, personally, because these are the people who are, you know, intimately, they care about, um, you know, what they're selling you and they care about uh, making sure that you're centered. Well, I mean, yeah, to the point you were making earlier T like, we don't support black businesses just for charity. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. for because of a, the novelty of their existence. We 
frequent these businesses because we need them. And I think especially after the pandemic, you see like all sorts of businesses around the country that are just being ravaged and going under. And our communities still need to be still need to be served. We still need mm-hmm. grocery stores. We still need um, clothing stores, you know, mm-hmm. so what better opportunity than now to fill that vacuum with, you know, black ownership? Yeah. And something that a big, big critique I hear of black old businesses, oh, they don't have their shit together. Oh, they're more money. Oh, is this? Oh, is that? But I think that a lot of times we have to understand that for a black person to even start a business, we don't have the same resources as our counterparts. We can't go to our uncles and get a loan. So sometimes, yeah, it is going to be a little bit more money. Sometimes um, the services might not be on demand as you need them, but we do not have the same resources. And I think when you buy black, you have to understand that you're supporting a larger common goal. So offer grace is, is I think, the, um, <laughs> the, the message there. Um, I want to pivot back to holiday um, time. Is, are there any, you know, um, is there anything from a black owned business or any black owned businesses that are like on your wish list? That's a good one. Wow, you almost made me think about men on my wish list. Ooh, <laughs> stop it. No, because stop I thought about all meat meals Not a 6'3 stallion in your, um, um, what the hell is it called? Under Sorry. the tree, whatever. What is it? Stocking. See, yeah. that's how tapped out of the damn holiday season I am. Like, I can't even think of it. Um, oh. So I'm awaiting my Telfar bag. I knew um, you were going to okay. say that. I'm awaiting my Telfar bag. I, I ordered one with the bag security um, program. But since then, I, okay, so I don't know if y'all saw the um, Telfar Ugg collab. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is I that? want that. You what want what is the, what's the collab? I want that. What's it's the a collab. collab. <laughs> you know, it is It is a collab. You know, I, I, I got my Telfar bag on my way to me. However, you can never have enough bags. I'm always, you know, especially like this Brandon Blackwood bag that I bought earlier this week. I'm like, yes, I have to have. Give me all the bags because what the hell else am I going to do right now but sit and wait, admire wait, wait, my things? Wait, it's a Telfar and Ugg collab, you said, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Telfar and so, Ugg collab. Oh, um, so I, I thought it was going to be like some boots or something. Like a, like <laughs> well, a, like a, you know, a I'm not boot. sure if boots are coming next. I'm not sure. You, you okay. got to ask... You gotta ask Mr. Telfar. Got you. <laughs> but I do know that I'm about to I'm about to try to find a way to cop this bag. You about to be draped up it. and dripped out. But now that you mention it, I do have one thing on my wish list. So mm, when that? Cardi B came out with WAP, she um, was doing signed autograph covers of um the record, and I ordered one because I was just so obsessed with the artwork with the '90s Nicki Pocket hairdos. I mm. ordered one, and it still hasn't come. So I need that for my Christmas gift. I spent twenty dollars for that little record plate, and I really, 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 really want it. So hopefully it comes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jahan? Um, shoot, this season I need some some things on my wall. So I I definitely want to support you know independent black artists. Um, I've been w- trying to you know watch some black streaming services. So I've been mm. you know checking out Quelly TV, watching some of the things they have on there. It's like a black. You watch uh, black and sexy TV. I haven't checked that out yet. You got to put me on. Yeah, check you check gotta, that out. They're good. I like too. it. I and like for, the name. And for wall art, you definitely should check out Bria Prince. Um, I know she had a sale going on, but you bet, know, sp- definitely supporting all the black um, artists and entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm energized though. I'm really energized to get all of my packages, and, <laughs> right? You know, basking in materialism for a little bit. Oh, for sure. We deserve. 
Mm-hmm. 12 days of Christmas with Taryn. Okay. And that's that. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're joined by the CEO of We Buy Black, Sharif Abdul Malik, who talks about supporting black owned businesses and how to make cooperative economics a way of life. And that's that. Stay with us, y'all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Joining us today is the man who wants to make buying for us by us not just a movement, but a lifestyle. So let's go ahead and welcome entrepreneur extraordinaire, my fellow Howard Bison, Sharif Abdul-Malik, the CEO of We Buy Black as he steps up to the mic. Welcome, Sharif. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. So now. So glad to have you here. We talk about the goal of keeping the dollar within the black community as much as we can. And so, Sharif, to start us off, what is We Buy Black? We Buy Black is uh, the largest online marketplace um, promoting, advocating, showcasing Black-owned products um, from Black manufacturers, Black producers, and Black brands. According to a Nielsen report, Black shoppers spend about $1 trillion a year. However, as you know, racial profiling is still very much a thing. I mean, Oprah went shopping and even she has been racially profiled. So what work do you think retailers need to do to make sure the shopping experience of black consumers is a lot more pleasant? I mean, people just need to stop being racist. Period. Straightforward as that, you know, um, as the world is evolving, uh, the world is becoming more global. People are becoming more uh, connected um, and the playing field is becoming more even. People want to be free enough um, to be able to go where they want to go, shop where they want to shop and feel welcome. And uh, we're in a time today where it's that if we don't feel welcome in a particular area, um, then then we have the freedom to go anywhere else. You know, we heard of the Oprah story and uh, there will be one time where no one would have heard of a story like that. But it's not just happening with Oprah. It's happening with many of us today, uh, just everyday common people, um, you know, who are experiencing these type of issues, uh, recording them and then showcasing of the world, that that type of ugliness. And that's a form of protest that's, you know, allowing for uh, those people who have those uh, tendencies to to sort of look at themselves in the mirror and say, wow, like no one likes this. No one likes for me to be like this. I'm not going to raise my children like this. And because I'm I'm like this, I'm going to try to get rid of that part of me. And and that's what that's what's happening today. Uh, there's a mirror being shown um, uh, very closely to, to those people who are acting like that. Righteous, thank you for that. For those listening, uh, we have an ambitious entrepreneur on the show today, of course. Uh, we know you're the CEO of uh, We Buy Black, but 
we also know that you you have aspirations of, of creating the first major uh, Black-owned supermarket chain. And of course, the supermarkets in all communities are kind of the epicenter of commerce. My my grandmother back in the day was a florist, you know, and we know that you can buy all sorts of things at the supermarket. You can buy food, you can buy flowers, you can buy, you know, um, home goods and things like that. So can you tell us what that, um, what's motivated that aspiration for you and how that process has been uh, going along um, over the last few years? When we decided to uh, launch a, a grocery store, um, and raise funds for that. Um, it was one of those ideas that I had that I knew I would like to uh, see uh, implemented and uh, and bring that to to the market. So when you when we talk about um, uh, the, the grocery stores having everything in in uh, you know there used to be a time period in which you would have to just go to the florist, just go to the bakery, go to get right, your shoes. Right. But but you have uh, large entities now that have been able to sort of bring all of those shops under one storefront. And what happened is, is that, um, especially if there's not like specialty items, what happened is, is that uh, a lot of uh, these mom and pop stores in our community sort of closed down due to those big Walmart stores landing in our community. And um, and it sort of dried up the economy to such an extent that uh, the people had to go and close down uh, their floors of boutiques and then go and work for Walmart um, or work somewhere else um, or pick up something, pick up another trader or whatever. So, um, you know, our interest and what is still our interest is that we would like to empower the families within our community. So um, a lot of you all heard about uh, the uh, Brownages um, company that's sort of like competition to Band-Aid. Uh, Brownages was uh, started in 2018. They actually launched at our first We Buy Black convention. Um, and just three three or four months after that, they landed themselves in Forbes. They were featured in Forbes. They were featured in other places as well. And we recently um, uh, saw uh, Lupita, Lupita uh, you know, do a shot with uh, Brownages. Okay, shout out Lupita, shout out Lupita. Shout out Lupita. Yeah. Shout out our sister. So Band-Aid, who's been operating for the last 99 years, um, thought that it would be a good idea to copy that uh, during the George Floyd protests over the summer. And they decided to create, um, you know, a, a, a bandage uh, that represented our skin tone. How many years late? Exactly, right? Like, what were we doing as black people 99 years ago? From the laundry detergent to dish soap, from the toothbrushes, the batteries, the light bulbs, all of these uh, uh, projects uh, were pretty much inspired, developed, cultivated, marketed through the We By Black movement. And uh, we're on a mission to create every single thing that we want and need within our community, uh, starting with those staple products. If we don't have trash bags, then we're going to produce it. In fact, we just produced trash bags <laughs> like last month. So that's that's pretty much the movement. Um, I'm I'm in alignment with you that um, that we it's our job to find those people that are the florists in our community, that are the the uh, peanut butter makers, that the, the jam makers, and then to say, hey, how about we empower each other by uh, creating a platform where we all could come under this umbrella. Um, you bring your thousand people, they bring their thousand people, and we will all have a million people viewing all of our products and we will all benefit uh, together. And no matter what, 
Um, we will keep our community strong. So whatever move we make, we make it together. And and that's sort of what we develop and cultivated with the We Buy Black uh, website and movement. So We Buy Black, you know, it was founded five years ago. And it's always, always important to buy black. We know that. But in the midst of a pandemic and economic downturn, what added weight does it carry in a year like 2020 to make sure that, you know, this message is loud and clear and widespread? You know, in 2020, we had a lot to actually happen. This has been a rough year for everybody. COVID-19 and even the protests during the summer with uh, George Floyd and our sister Breonna Taylor. During this time, many people sort of resulted that the prime solution or a prime solution is that we have to start buying black. We have to put our money and our resources back into our community or else this type of abuse for our community will continue. It's not the first time. I remember, you know, Philandro Castell, Sandra Bland, uh, Mike Brown, on and on. Um, and I watched how the numbers spike so far as sales when one of us gets murdered. And it became very burdensome on my soul to see it. Whereas that I, I recognize that many other businesses were just, they were excited. They were, they were leveraging the opportunity. Now in, in 2020, to see how our people have galvanized, came together, even when COVID happened, it, it, it showed us that businesses in our community are really the leaders of our community at this time. That when, when uh, people were hungry and, and didn't have meals, it was businesses that were out there, uh, black businesses that were out there giving them those meals. Black businesses make up, it's the second largest hiring agent in the black community. So when black businesses are not doing well, then our community as a whole is just not doing well. So when we heard the stat that COVID-19 had impacted black businesses to such an extent that over 50% had closed without the expectation of reopening, that means to us that that there are many jobs in the black community that were lost. We have received a spike in people actually reaching out to us as a company saying, hey, do you have some type of relief plan? Is there anything you can do? I'm a single mother. My children are starving. I don't, I'm getting ready to lose my apartment. X, Y, Z. We heard it all. And uh, it made my team much more sensitive to our role as a company and what it is that, what the obligations placed upon us that we cannot operate like these other businesses. Uh, so I know that it's been attributed, uh, the name has been attributed to us, like the Black Amazon. But the truth is, is that their goals is totally different from our goals. Although the uh, the tools and kind of appear the same and like just the way that we do business sort of appears. But it, it, I had to really realize early this year that I didn't want to be called that anymore as a company because our mission, our vision is totally different. And we by black, we have a, we have a big mission that I'm realizing this year more than any other time. And that is to break us free from the slavery that we're in. I think you make a really good point about black people not having a stake in the production process, certainly not to the degree we'd like. My question to you is, what kind of innovative strategies have you and your organization been thinking about to sustain black businesses through the pandemic and to allow them to thrive when this ends, if it ever ends? I would imagine it requires some kind of revolutionary new thinking about how businesses are even conducted, given the world post-pandemic is going to differ so greatly from what it looked like prior to the pandemic. That's true. We listen to many ideas that, that, that have come from the community. 
to ensure that we're able to sustain throughout this time uh, without giving too much away. Because as you said, it's, it has to be revolutionary, right? <laughs> so <laughs> African-Americans, just black people in general, we, we were already sort of entrepreneurial spirited. So COVID-19 has sparked that and pushed that even further because it was a lot of us being fired and laid off from our jobs. So we're really in a position now, I believe that it's not about being an entrepreneur and making money to just survive this wave, but it's what are we going to do collectively as a group to ensure that we all are well taken care of. You'll hear terms like generational wealth passed around in our community a lot more now than than what we've seen. I could tell you that that's not um, accidental. It wasn't planned by us. Sharif, I like the I like the point that you made about coming together as a collective, and I think that at this time, we see organizations like the NAACP, we see Beyonce coming together to kind of like create grants for small businesses who had been, you know, harshly impacted by 2020 due to the pandemic, et cetera, right? What are the unique challenges that Black-owned businesses face that other, because, you know, 2020 has been a hard year for us all, so I'm sure all businesses are struggling, but there are unique challenges that Black business owners and Black businesses face. What are those challenges? Yeah, so a lot of the funding didn't come directly to our community when the funding went out. That was sort of missed. And it's not surprising. A lot of the grants, the loans that were sort of uh, positioned through the government to, to, to be a relief to a lot of the businesses um, in the nation. Um, you know, again, you know, uh, we were sort of left out of that. That information just did not come and was not distributed to our community as it should have been. Not having a strong pool to pull from. A lot of other organizations, businesses, they are sort of connected to a line of wealth that, you know, African-Americans, we just do not have. And that, that's what really needs to be addressed. So what can consumers do today to support Black businesses this holiday season and going forward? Let me say this. I would beg our community to begin replacing the everyday staple products that we use in our household every day with Black-owned businesses. True Laundry Detergent is Black-owned. Stop using Tide and Gain. Pick up True Laundry Detergent. We have a Black-owned toothbrush company, Core Oil Toothbrushes. We have trash bags. We have dish soap. We have light bulbs, bandages, bed sheets, bath towels, on and on and on and on and on. And every day, we're either helping someone in our community produce a product or we're producing it ourselves. You know, I love when we pick up the deodorant, the shea butters and the different things that we know to sell in our community. But there are some things that are just practical. I don't care where you are. You're going to buy it anyway. Everyone has to wash clothes. Everyone has to brush their teeth. The average household in America has 46 light bulbs. Let's start using the products that we actually have in our community. But these are products that you're going to go back and repurchase anyway. Just imagine what would happen, you know, because right now is people are studying what is it that black people are doing. And during the George Floyd protests, I can show you how many black businesses wrote me directly and said, is it just me or is it that there are more white people buying my product than black people? And I told them, I said, well, what you're seeing happen is something that is inevitable, that the world is now becoming more sensitive. And they're saying to themselves that we're going to do everything we can to support 
black businesses. We're at the forefront of that. So for all those that are listening, go to webuyblack.com, find those staple products, replace those products, never return back to these other companies. And pretty soon we'll be able to fill a whole grocery store of all of our products. You heard it, y'all. That's the moral of the story. Get your essentials from black folks. That's the word right there. Sharif Abdul-Malik, the CEO of We Buy Black. We thank you for coming, my brother. This has been a pleasure, no doubt. Most definitely, man. I appreciate you all. I believe that this is going to reach the right ears. And more than anything, what will give me more strength is when we see more of our community taking more action. That's what we're about here. Say we gonna wrap it up. Say we gonna wrap it up. Say we gonna wrap it up. Hey, hey, hey. What you got for us, Shahan? Mm, what's on my mind? What's on my mind? I feel like we need to address uh, former President Barack Obama coming out and saying that, quote, snappy slogans uh, like defund the police are counterproductive for activists because they turn off people who could potentially be on their side. Let's listen to the clip. If you believe, as, as I do, that we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Yo, we just got to prepare uh, for, you know, post-presidency Barack. He hasn't really experienced a good memeing yet. He hasn't been dragged on the internet yet. He's been spared. And I feel like now we just got to welcome him to this world in which he's he's subject to, you know, more staunch criticism. He's been Before spared. Before I say anything, let me just throw my phone real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It's not necessarily a surprise. You it's know, not, not at just, all. You know, just because it's disappointing, it's not really a surprise. Barack Obama isn't as far liberal as we kind of painted him to be, you know? Mm. And this is unfortunately in line with a lot of like the ways that he's addressed um, the black community, as far as like telling us to pull up our bootstraps and, you know, like we, we hear about this language that unfortunately ends up making us look like we're just, shouting from the rooftops with no reason and it's like mm-hmm. no it's because we're dying mm. we're literally mm-hmm. dying yeah and and the, th- the crazy thing about it is what i need president barack obama to understand because he was the same man who said that trayvon could have been my son exactly right? so if you understand that also oh well do not allow your privileges of being able to have access to secret service so your privilege alone of being able to be the first black president to remove you from the everyday struggles of black people when we call for defund the police we're not saying oh we should not have law enforcement once again we're saying those funds should be allocated in a way that police are not the main point of response if someone is having a mental health breakdown, if someone is being evicted from their home, et cetera, et cetera. That's the frustration though, right? Because Barack Obama is an intelligent man. He surely knows that, right? So what he's asking activists to do is to temper their language in a way that it'll be acceptable to white people. And he is probably the most glaring example that there's nothing a black person can do to fully like assuage white people's concerns. 
Exactly. So he, exactly. I mean, he's seen the limitation of that strategy. He's experienced it firsthand, and he's still trying to get people to deploy the same tactics that forced him to come up short time and time again and as, as a president in some regards. Yep. I just think that there is a lot of audacity in mm -hmm. what he said, a lot of audacity and a lot of nerve calling defund the, the police a snappy slogan as if he didn't run on. Yes, we can, you know, <laughs> and I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, act like I'm anti Barack Obama because that's not what this is. That is no, not what not this is, no. but we need to make sure that we are responsible and that we know that like when we say these words, when we use these words, especially when you are a former president of the United States and when we are in the kind of climate that we're in, that we're being really responsible and taking accountability of like what it is really going on. You feel very removed. One thing that our very first guest to the show, um, Jamal Bowman um, said in reaction to this on Twitter, he said in 2014, Black Lives Matter was too much. In 2016, Kaepernick was too much. Today, discussing police budgets is too much. The problem is America's comfort with black death, not discomfort with slogans. Mm. And I'm gonna just mic drop on that one because he, it, like, that's that's really it. And I mean, like you said, I love the, the Obama family and it's important for us to hold our own accountable. Whether that's Barack, whether that's Oprah, whether that's Beyonce, anybody yeah. we revere in our community, I think it's more important that we hold them accountable than any other communities. You can catch these internet hands too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, no, so speaking of holding people accountable, the internet has hold Funk Nesta Flex accountable in a very negative way. I'm not a big fan of this, y'all. I'm not. So the famous DJ, New York's famous DJ Funk Master Flex, mm. went on Instagram Live and talked about his journey with getting liposuction. But a lot of people had negative things to say. I'm Lil Duval said that he can't get the image out of his head of Funk Master Flex getting a BBL. And Lou Duval got too damn much to say. <laughs> always, always has time. Always has time. But well, how do y'all feel about this? Because I do think that the narrative is reversed sometimes. You know, we live in a culture now, body positivity. But a lot of times when we see men, you know, fixing certain things or getting some cosmetic work done, they're revered as gay or their people chastise them or make fun of them. Like, how do y'all feel about that? I'm going to let Jahan go first. I mean, in an age... It even it feels odd to even offer a response. I feel like I'm right. partaking in the demonization by even like offering my opinion on it. But my opinion is that people should be free to do as they please. Like the reasons people go about these procedures are numerous and it's like not incumbent upon any of us to like pass judgment on anyone for getting any kind of procedure done. I think Flex kind of was being proactive about it, knowing that people like in his circle were going to mock him. So this was kind of, I think, a defense mechanism to kind of get out in front of what he probably rightly assumed was going to be like inevitable ridicule. And I think we're kind of living in that now. You see friends of his who have been mocking him and all of that. That's mm -hmm. shameful, mm -hmm. of course, but not, not unpredictable. Yeah, I could see that. But I also think it was an ad. Cause I think he tagged like, I mean, like, I mean, let's be real. We live in a celebrity driven culture where, you know, you exchange posts for services. So let me back up. I have a complicated relationship with like plastic surgery and kind of the, um, 
beauty standards placed on every single person, you know, within the society, especially black people. However, it is not my right to sit up here and tell you what to, what you can and can't do with your body. If you feel like you would, um, you know, be more confident, more snatched, more, you know, whatever with a little nip, a little tuck, a little BBL, like, go ahead and do that. I know that like specifically for men, it is, you know, more, a more taboo subject, um, because, we really don't, you know, talk or, or see too many, you know, men, you know, going through these procedures. Do what makes you comfortable. Do what, do what makes you feel beautiful. You know, that's really what it's about. Cosmetics is looped into self-image and all that has to do with our mental health as well. Do your thing. Shout out to the brothers with the lace front wigs that are waves. I... <laughs> um, Shaquille, did you see, did you see your, um, your Jamaican brother? On Clubhouse the other Tom day. Tom Hanks' son, Chetna, Chet, Chetna, Man, that's your Chetna. family? So, where used to Chetna talking like this? Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetna coming straight from the Golden Globes, you what I'm saying? My father Tom Hanks presenting in a watch soon forward come. Big up, tune in. All right, so he recently made an appearance on Clubhouse defending his fake-ass patois. And my Jamaican brothers and sisters ate his ass up. Basically, they introduced the term to him, verbal blackface. It's crazy to me, y'all. I get it. I get it. Being Jamaican is cool as shit, right? We got the jerk chicken. We got the ackee and sawfish. We have, you know, the dance moves. We have how we talk. We have, like, lady sauce, spice. I can keep going. I can keep going. But it's reserved for us. And what I really want Tom Hanks' son to understand is that the accent that he tries to embrace is, or the way of speaking patois that he tries to embrace is the same dialect that white people use to oppress Jamaicans and make fun of how they speak and bar them from jobs and resources. So it's not for you. And it's never going to be for you. Child, he was on that app defending himself for hours. I'm like, yikes, yikes, yikes. Well... I'm really surprised that he's Tom Hanks' son. Tom Hanks is one of my favorite white <laughs> actors. So, like, when I found out that his son was out here showing his complete white ass, I said, oh, no, not not, not the son of my white king. No. Who seems unproblematic. Tom Hanks seemed completely unproblematic. Do he acknowledge his son? He probably does. Let me I, check. I mean, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. So, um... Did y'all see that Keisha Cole is throwing her hat into the versus ring? Okay. Against. Love. <laughs> you got to We got to talk. Who's her, who's her opponent? So um, we don't know her opponent yet. Um, however, I'm really excited for this because I don't know who she could go up against. You know, okay. um, Akil and I were talking before this of possibly K. Michelle being in the same like like realm range however k does not have enough bangers to see keisha cole truly i was gonna say keep it a hundred we were having a heated debate about who should be the opponent in this situation i said kelly Rowland would be and i said hell no i'm on the fence i'm on the fence if it's just solo they're solo joints but we're not doing that for verses. Exactly. We never did that yeah, for verses. But like, why would we start to do but that I'm now? Saying, Kelly Rowland could make a choice to say, "Look, okay, I might dip. I might. I Guess might dip what? That's not. That's not she got how enough, artistry works. She got enough solo <laughs> joints that it could be actually competitive. But then to to do that invalidates her experience in Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. is no Destiny's Child without Calendria. 
Okay, but I'm saying Period. she she does she has enough solo joints that she. But can here's give the thing: we're not bag. gonna do that. We're not gonna do that because <laughs> we're we're looking at the complete artist, right? We look at verses. We're looking at the complete artist and how long they've been in the music game. Okay, Calendria did not start with motivation, so why would we limit her to motivation? <laughs> exactly, but I'm saying even since she left Destiny's Child, she has enough of a catalog to make it a competitive match between her and Keith. Okay, Cole. y'all trying I, I to get, disrespect? I get, I get both sides. But you know, what the, you know who the streets are saying. The streets are also saying that Ashanti could see Keisha Cole, and I'm like, I think uh, I think Ashanti gonna dust her. Yeah, she would dust her with Foolish alone. When she gets the strength to leave, I Keisha. like only you. That's my joint. Though. That's my shit too. Yeah. With the glass on the floor in the yeah, music video and the rock and yeah. roll. Yeah, yeah. I like. I'm happy. I always feel like it's a Brooklyn block party. <laughs> I've been, I've been searching. Yeah, I know the listeners tired of us singing <laughs> with our non-singing asses. But yeah, like, and that's no shade to Keisha Cole. I know that we like to joke on Keisha Cole and say that she's selling fish plates outside the Grammys. But like, those are, that's just reserved to black swear. Like, that, that is uh, y'all not black folks, y'all can't make them jokes. But no, I like Keisha, she is really a vet in this. And, and we like to play her because she hood. But it's like that woman has the range from heaven sent to yeah. to 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 trust to you know like she I really you. is yes mm. yes like she she's amazing and and we can't sit up here and try to discredit her. I'm really excited to see her own verses. Mm. And she's not a reality TV star. She's a star on reality TV. She got joints. Okay, <laughs> put her mama on. Do the Frankie joints. leg. I don't know. <laughs> She should, she should, um, she should play the Frankie leg. Frankie should pop up with Effie, and they should, they should do the Frankie leg Terror, on the verses. <laughs> and that's that. And that's that for this week, y'all. Thanks again to our guest, We Buy Black CEO Sharif Abdul Malik, for talking to us about buying black and rooting our black retail experience in all things in support of the diaspora. Our show is produced and edited by Izzy. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die best, Nick Offenberg, Sarah Patterson, and my girl Becca D. Greg Oreo. I'm Jahan Jones. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Jahan. I'm Taryn Finley. I'm at underscore Taryn It Up everywhere. And I'm Shakira Ramblay. Follow me at Ramblay everywhere. We'll be back next week. You know what to do. Until then, keep it juicy. Juicy from do 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 do. And that's that. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.